Hey, Lioness. Welcome to the Lioness Method podcast for female business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders who are passionate about growing their leadership skills, building amazing teams, and solving real-life problems with a growth mindset. I'm your host, Narissa Sue, Master Integrated Breakthrough Coach. And today, we have the pleasure of speaking with the magical Laura Dawn. She's a microdosing and mindset mentor and shamanic life coach. Um, she is, again, a microdosing mentor for executives and has been leading transformational retreats for over 10 years. And through her signature program and retreats, uh, Laura Dawn weaves together science with wisdom to teach business and thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and creators how to mindfully explore psychedelics and sacred plant medicines as powerful visionary tools for inner transformation and creative manifestation. Through mindset and somatic coaching, she inspires people to truly expand the boundaries of what they believe is possible and embark on the path of heart-centered leadership to influence meaningful change. She has a degree in finance and entrepreneurship and has over two decades of exploring altered states of consciousness. And currently she is completing a master's in science, specializing in creativity, studies and change leadership exploring the intersection between psychedelics, leadership, and creative problem solving to help individuals and teams unlock innovative solutions to complex challenges, to the complex challenges that we face. So welcome, Laura Dawn, coming to us thank live so from much. Hawaii today. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me, Nerissa. It's such a pleasure to be here. No, it's wonderful. I am so excited to have this conversation with you because I love um, I love what you do. It sounds so interesting, the combination of psychedelics and leadership. And, and I really, uh, from the clients that I work with, I think that it's, it's something that's top of mind of just about every leader right now because there is definitely a boom and an expansion in our, our consciousness where leaders are becoming aware that these tools are available and are looking for practitioners that um, not only have the knowledge for integration, uh, but the application of how they might be useful in growing their business. So I, I would love to get started um, just by having you share a little bit more about what you do and how you serve them. Sure. Yeah. So gosh, what I do is such a, is, how long do we have? We have a couple hours to <laughs> cover that. Um, well, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I'll just give you a little bit of background to get to, you know, where I am today. But um, yeah, I was I was also raised by two entrepreneurs. I'm the youngest of four children, and I, you know, my my both of my parents were very encouraging of us to always just see the possibility and see possibility when it's not in front of you. You know that you have to take those leaps in your mind and you know, flex that visionary capacity that we all have to lean into possibility. And so it was very much encouraged as as children, we were, you know, pitching business ideas at a very young age. By the time we reached dessert, it was like, okay, what, what do you got to put on the table? And so um, that I, I feel grateful that that was very strong lens, you know, that for which I was able to grow up in. And and to have parents that always told me, you know, whatever you see in your mind, you can create in reality. And my dad used to say that to me a lot. And that really is the foundation of, of you just mentioned it earlier about this podcast is, you know, it's the foundation of what a growth mindset really is. And so 
I had my first high dose psilocybin experience when I was about 14, 15. So it's been over 20 years, almost 22 years. Gosh, I'm getting older um, since I've been working with these, these just amazing, incredible sacred plants that help us literally to move beyond our current construct of who we think we are, what we think we're capable of, what we think we're, we're deserving of, what we think we're worthy of, and allow us to think bigger. And so it's been very much a, a parallel track almost my whole life working as an entrepreneur and you know, really just leaning into life in a very playful way as well. I built my first online brand to a million and a half people on Facebook that was all about spreading positivity. And we ended up selling that brand and I ended up building a volcanic hot spring retreat center from scratch with my bare hands and my, my ex-partner. That's quite and an undertaking. <laughs> It was quite an undertaking. It really just like forged me into the woman that I am today. It was it was such a big undertaking and I learned an enormous amount through that process. And I so I've been leading transformational retreats for 10 years and I've been um just evolving, you know? And I think that's the key is that we never really arrive. We're always in in an evolution in our own lives and therefore, you know, we're always up-leveling our offerings. And so I've been working with people with microdosing for many years. I started microdosing like many, many years ago myself. And in the past 10 years, I've really been cultivating more of, of what does it mean to, to cultivate a practice and a rich ritual practice, basically, to be able to show up and cultivate these mindsets and embodiment of the life that we want to be living. And so a lot of the work that I'm doing now is is not just educating around microdosing, but combining that for leaders, for I work with people, you know, C-suite people. I work with leaders in a variety of domains. I work with a lot of people, leaders in the psychedelic space, microdosing coaches, integration coaches, um, and, and also just really applying this sort of framework and the modalities that I've developed over the years as a powerful combination that when we work with deeper dive psychedelics or with microdosing, that we have these like windows of cognitive flexibility. We're in this heightened mm -hmm. state of mental flexibility. And that's where we're able to sort of shake the neural snow globe, as some people would say, that there's a little oh, bit more. I love that. Shake the neural snow globe. And I, I'm, I would love to just stop you just for a minute because you are going full on in and I love it. But it brings up so many questions. Um, okay. Because I think traditionally, when you think, because you're um, you're bringing up, you know, that you work with C-suite executives and that you work with leaders and people that are looking to expand their creativity, um, that it might not not necessarily occur to some C-level executives that this is a tool that's even available for them, you know, because I think like um, using plant medicines or working with a plant medicine, building a relationship with one. Um, hasn't really been the mindset of the past, right? Is that, how do you kind of approach that in in dealing with people that are brand new to working with these tools and, oh, and may yeah. not have the, uh, you know, the, the background to understand the difference between buying a bag of mushrooms from a friend that they know and, you know, having, having an experience and working with a practitioner, somebody with a depth of knowledge like yourself. 
Oh, yeah, I think that, you know, times are changing so, so rapidly. So a lot of people find me through my website or my my podcast, the Psychedelic Leadership Podcast. So if people are, you know, searching in for a podcast with the word psychedelic and leadership, which is a lot of the work that I'm doing, you know, people mm -hmm. are finding me. And, and, and so I'm not really and I'm not in the business of ever trying to convince anyone of anything. And I also don't yeah. have the mindset that everyone should be, you know, working with mm -hmm. and with any substances. Um, so a lot of people come to me already sort of game on, ready to explore. And okay. I do think that when we look at uh, just so much of the science and so much of the research that's coming out now in very reputable journals and that we can see that psychedelics are incredibly efficacious for a variety of things and so mm -hmm. the most of the conversation so it is interesting because you know most of the conversation right now in the psychedelic space is very focused on treatment at, for ptsd for depression for anxiety for addiction very very helpful because you know this is what has led towards the opening of fda approval and such you know we have people in the field like rick doblin who's been working on this for decades at this point you know and and so things were really at that tipping point what I'm really interested in is a more refined conversation, not refined, but a sort of subset conversation um, that focuses on looking at how we can combine psychedelics and microdosing specifically to foster better leadership skills and enhance our creative problem solving. And that mm -hmm. I do believe that the conversation is going in that direction for people listening. Exactly. If you've ever, If you've ever struggled with depression or addiction, I have in my life, so I have a lot of empathy and compassion for people who are working with that, mm -hmm. um, that after we go through those sort of portals of transformation on the other side and plant medicines were instrumental in my own healing, then mm -hmm. I talk to a lot of people who have the same feeling of like, now what? Now that I'm not spending all of my days, you know, in rumination around addiction or depression, that it's kind of like stepping out of a small dark room and looking at the big world and being like, now what? Okay. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. What do I create from here now that I have this opportunity to do so? Right. That's exciting. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's a part of the the waking up. So many people, you know, we're facing a meaning crisis. We're facing a mental health crisis. And for mm -hmm. good reason. You know, I, I, I think that like <laughs> I heard someone say the other day, if you're uh, if you're not paying attention, then, you know, you're you're likely to not be depressed because of, you know, what's going on in the world today. So it's and, and we gain meaning and purpose and fulfillment by engaging with life by creating something by offering something by connecting with other people and when we mm -hmm. go through those experiences of depression and mental mental illness it's very cut off you know we we sort of it's like that more of like that self isolation that happens and so the healing process is like stepping out and reaching out and engaging with life and i, I do mm -hmm. think that that plant medicines really help us do that I, I love that so much. Um, I'm I'm a person in recovery, and I believe that you know uh, the opposite of addiction is not sobriety; it is connection. So you know what you're speaking right now just speaks you know, resonates really strongly uh, for myself, and I'm sure that the person you know listening, and uh, you know addiction can mean a, a lot of different things. But I love that you're kind of you're talking about the next stage of the evolution, right? And um, and before we get there, I would love to to know a little bit more about like what type of challenges you over you had to overcome to build your business and to serve in the way that you do. 
Oh my gosh. I mean, had to overcome or still overcoming. I mean, I think that that's just the part and parcel with the gig, you know, <laughs> like being an entrepreneur, there's just, there's always something and, but having that mindset that we are capable of overcoming all the challenges that come our way, you know, depression and addiction have been definitely big, big landmarks of overcoming, um, you know, and, and, and healing all of our, you know, healing my wounds of, yeah, not good enough, I would say, is also probably a big one that I, and I speak to so many people who also struggle with this. Um, I mean, gosh, there's so many levels that we could go on the personal level or like the business front. You know, I mean, we were just talking before I popped on that someone popped up an imposter Instagram account. And so like, that's what I'm dealing with this morning is like someone else posing as me on Instagram and now having my Instagram account shut down and, you know, things like that, that we're always sort of overcoming. Um, but some of the big ones have been um, coming out of the psychedelic closet a few years ago publicly in a big way. That really, that, that's been definitely the path of fire. And it's mm -hmm. also taught me an enormous amount about what it means to be, to stand in my truth, what it means to own my authentic voice. And I think I'm, I'm still always leaning into that voice. Um, balance, you know, I love to create and sometimes I'll just push and push and push and push until I'm like, ah, oh, okay, you know, I'm, 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 you know, getting to that edge. So I, I also talk to a lot of people who find it really hard to slow down and to create space um, for, you know, self-care, self-nourishment time. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I also believe like that self-care, that self-nourishment is where the creativity begins to flow, right? That's where it all begins to, to kind of stem from. Now, 100%. I'm so interested um, from your perspective to learn more about how you feel creativity and psychedelics are linked and how that can help an entrepreneur or somebody, a leader in business, really grow their teams or efficacy, you know, their bottom line, ultimately, like, how does that, how does that translate for your clients? Yeah, so it's interesting because I, I feel like a little bit averse to frame it as can we leverage psychedelics to improve our bottom line. There's something about, um, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll explain a little bit and then I'll circle back around to that. Um, and, and more focusing on, on, I think more framing it around, I, I think a, a big thing that, that I notice right now is that a lot of people show up to psychedelics with this notion of what can you do for me? You know, help mm -hmm. me, heal me, make me better, make me more creative, you know, make me do all these things that I can, you know, be a better person. But, but mm -hmm. ultimately it's like this, I feel like the, the attitude and the reframe is showing up to our altars and saying, you know, how can I serve this wisdom and this intelligence in the world? And, and I think that that's a really powerful reframe for a lot of people. Um, and, and sort of, so to sort of separate those things out, I feel, um, when we look at the conversation, just linking back into what I was just saying about how so much of the conversation is focused on depression, for example. So when you think of depression as being this like very tight ruminative loop, okay, what, what makes psychedelics efficacious for treating depression are also the same underlying neural mechanisms for which psychedelics help to increase creative thinking. Because when you're in a ruminative loop, like depression or addiction or PTSD, you have to think a new thought to sort of get off the hamster wheel, right? Mm -hmm. So when we think of it that way, it's sort of the same, we can apply the same 
sort of thought behind that. And as I said, we go into these phases of increased cognitive flexibility. So a lot of Dr. Robin Cart Harris's work talks about, you know, that that psychedelics help the mind become more plastic more plasticity, heightened plasticity. Mm -hmm. So that's a ripe territory for thinking outside the box, you know, for, for hundred oh, percent. Have you, have you also seen that the Netflix special on, on fungi with Paul statements, they actually just released a new one and it's amazing. I love that. I highly I recommend for the listener to check it out. Yeah. So, um, so I think the other sort of thing to, to really help to keep in mind is this notion that psychedelics are this incredibly powerful tool. They're almost like this Swiss army knife with millions of add-ons. And so now we know that set and setting, setting is easy to understand, right? It refers to the environment that we journey in, whether we're microdosing or macrodosing or mini dosing, you know, that, that psychedelics amplify what's already there. So we, you know, and as you're a creative, we know things like the research behind flow states, for example, it's easier to get in flow when there's less cognitive load. So I don't really sit down and create if my, my desk is like a total mess. So things mm -hmm. like that, we can know that psychedelics amplify what's already there. So setting is important, how we set up our space, keeping it clean, organized, who's there to support us in our journey. All of these things are important, whether we journey you know, at home or outside in nature, all of these settings have a huge impact on our journey. Same with mindset, which is set of setting. So set refers to mindset. And so we know that the attitudes, the beliefs that we show up with going into a psychedelic experience also largely affect the outcome. And so do I think that psychedelics can inherently make you a better leader? Maybe. Maybe yes, maybe no. Do I think mm -hmm. that if we create a framework and education and tools that are like a nest that support the psychedelic journey that someone can put on the perceptual lens and say, my intention, which is part of set, you know, my intention to go into this microdosing practice this morning or into, you know, this journey is to foster greater empathy skills or compassion or and which are incredibly valuable skill sets and emotional skill sets emotional intelligence is the primary skill set for leaders of our time so mm -hmm. if we look at the framework i think is the most important thing my earbuds just keep wanting yeah to and I, I think you also said it in the beginning too it's like i think there is kind of a mindset um that that comes with um, not having enough education maybe which is why i love having this conversation of coming to these tools and saying i want you to fix me i want you to heal me right and i think that if you are are coming to the tools and you're saying i'm ready to do the work right i'm ready to do the work and put in the effort to get to the empathy, to get to greater compassion, right? Being yeah. open, open to kind of lay that down in front of it. Yeah, and I think it's it's separating out the notion around like psychedelics to make more money, you know, or to mm -hmm. increase your bottom line. Because if you're focusing on just that end goal and sort of skipping the whole juicy in between part, <laughs> that really 
byproduct of living a life on meaning and a life on purpose and enhanced creativity is going to be more successful financial abundance. But I think if we go from A to Z, like all the way to the end, and we just say, okay, I just want a journey to focus on, you know, becoming wealthier, then I think that that we actually risk increased narcissism, increased um, unnecessary risk taking, impulsivity, that we don't actually question, oh, is this actually what is my highest calling in my life? Like, is this what I'm here to do to serve the awakening and liberation of humanity, which is no small, mm -hmm. you know, thing to talk about. So I'm really interested in how can we bring together like very, very high level leaders. And one of the things that I've been training in in graduate school is advanced creative problem solving facilitation for teams. And like mm -hmm. put some of the big issues on the table that really have a focus on how is this benefiting humanity? How are we serving humanity through this without only, you know, the, the personal increase in the bank account, I think is a, a good way to frame it. I, lo I love that explanation. I know I'm a, a huge proponent and believer in servant leadership, and that's really where true leadership is born and that we really get to have that that um, prosperity and the purpose, the, the purpose driven life, right? Because we always talk about, oh, let's live with purpose, but truly what is that, right? And I feel like this journey that you're describing will lead you or lead the person who's interested in, in going on this type of journey uh, to that purpose in a really meaningful way where you can enjoy the whole journey and it's not just about the end game, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, what are some books that you love uh, that have, have changed your life around this subject that you might be able to share with the listener? Oh gosh, some of my favorite books, uh, When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron, Anything by Brene Brown, Dare to Lead, Rising Strong, The Gifts of Imperfection, um, anything by Dan Goldman, you know, uh, How to Foster Emotional Intelligence, I think is incredibly uh, valuable for today. Um, Amanda Blake, Your Body is Your Brain, that's an incredible book. Um, I think it's important, yeah, to look at uh, looking at the the combination of different modalities, you know, especially when we look at, for example, uh, microdosing, I say microdosing isn't like the thing that we're talking about. Consciousness mm -hmm. is the thing. Yeah. Just for the person that's listening, again, just to back up for one second, what's the difference between microdosing and macrodosing? Because you mentioned those two things earlier and I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, so microdosing is taking a very, very, very small subperceptual amount. The subperceptual mm -hmm. piece is a little nuanced because sometimes. So is that something that you take every day or um, just add it in, like yeah. with your other supplements for health, or? Well, again, it's it's when okay. So this does require backing up a little bit more, and I will <laughs> say that I have a free eight-day microdosing course that covers a lot of the basics of how to get started with microdosing on my website, livefreelauraD.com. That's a good good place to start because we won't be able to cover all of the basics here. Mm -hmm. But um, I do recommend that if you're gonna if if you're microdosing, look at microdosing that you do it within a framework. So I don't personally recommend microdosing and then just getting in the car and driving to work, for example. <laughs> I recommend within a practice, within a meditation practice, a movement practice, or a combination, a journaling practice. Um, and so microdosing is about usually a tenth of a dose, although everyone has different dose tolerances. So it's very hard to say, oh, you should take this or that. But when I have someone come to me who's new to microdosing, 
We do a pretty in-depth intake form and we look at, you know, also you have to be aware microdosing is not for everyone. There are medical contraindications you need to be aware of. Um, but we look at what the, what people's why, why do you want to start microdosing? And then we create protocols and, and like blueprints, individual blueprints for people to work with microdosing in a way that really helps support what their what their goals are, whether mm -hmm. those are leadership goals or you know life business goals, um, or they're really calling in the improvement of a relationship, whether that's at work or at home, for example. So I always like to say that when you know your why, you know your way. Macrodosing mm -hmm. is doing deep dives, deep dives into the psyche, much more mm -hmm. preparation. And um, if you're not familiar with with journeying, then I do recommend having a guide um, support that as well. I do have also written guides on my website how to have a safe psychedelic journey at home. But if you are looking to journey- I saw you had a playlist here, which I subscribe to. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. And, and there's just, you know, more, more things to take into consideration with set and setting and, you know, mm -hmm. legalities. We have to remember we still are living in this very strange time of prohibition. Although things are opening up, we're still sort of in the gap. And then also just keeping in mind um, yeah, to, to start low and go slow. And then you don't need to, you know, take a huge heroic dose on your first time journey. <laughs> Especially if you're doing it by yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. wonderful. Well, um, yeah, that's a wealth of information. And I love that you shared those resources with the listeners. So, um, I'll put those in the show notes too. So if you guys are interested in finding out about her microdosing program, you can look that up or, um, any of the, the resources she's just mentioned. Um, so what else is, is top of mind as far as what you want uh, the, the listeners to know about, you know, what you do and how it can really help transform their life? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, well, I'm just coming out of a three-month mastermind program that has just gone so incredibly well. I've had 32 people in this program, and we've just been on such a journey together, and I always feel like such a student at, you know, bowing at the altars of all of the participants that come and show up and, and to, to train with me. And, and as much every time. So I'm incredibly grateful that people trust me in that process. And I'm really, really missing in-person retreats right now. Just, you know, we've been on a sort of forced sabbatical with COVID and I'm just so ready to get back into retreat space. So if you are listening and you work for a company that is interested in doing team building offsites that may or may not include psychedelics. Uh, so I run most of my retreats out of the country. Um, but I'm really focused right now on doing more team building retreats for companies um, in the, the 20 to 30 people range and really implementing a lot of the, the creative problem solving skill sets as well as team building tools and really all the leadership training into psychedelic plant medicine retreats where people can journey together and integrate their journeys together and then also have fun and play together. And right now where so many teams are working remotely, this is, and with psychedelics becoming so much more sought after as really powerful tools for thinking differently um, I'm just so excited to be relaunching my psychedelic leadership retreats. And I just, I can't wait to get back in person with people. Amazing. No, I think we're all missing that connection. I was actually having a conversation this morning with a group of women 
And they were saying just that like pandemic fatigue is real. And I think that actually the word they used was pandemic flux, where they just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm in flux and I am so exhausted with, you know, just having to be isolated and not being able to spontaneously, you know, gather with their friends and and really have that one-on-one -on -one connection with people without fear, without that thing in the back of their mind. Like if I'm going to this social event, what does that mean for my personal well-being and health? And what does that mean for the personal well-being and health of my family and my friends around me? So I, I couldn't agree more that the people are ready to, they're ready to gather, but gather in a way that that feels safe and that feels like it's purposeful and it's going to be a deep and meaningful event as opposed to just, I don't think anybody's walking out of their front door, you know, just for a casual thing anymore. Um, I think it's really put our our life and our our pers in perspective in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's really important. And and we know through the research with psychedelics that it fosters greater interconnection. And so this is interesting, right? Because you can be journeying alone and cultivating a microdosing practice alone. But this is, I would say, also you know a huge, huge influence on my work is the work of Pema Chodron and her teacher, Trogam Trumpa uh, Rinpoche, and that lineage of Tibetan Buddhism I've been studying for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And when and and so when you said, you know, the opposite of, of uh, addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection, we know that there are practices. You know, so I'll just offer this practice up to your listeners who are feeling isolated and alone and you could do this with microdosing or without. But when you, you have a moment where you're feeling just down, low mood, whatever it is you're, you're struggling with, isolation, and it's, and it's feeling really hard, you can just you know close your eyes and connect to the greater vision of all the other people around the world right now that are just like you going through that same, same experience. And you send them this good wish. You know, it's you don't have to use the word prayer if that doesn't resonate for you, but like just like that good wish that they find a relief even a, a, for just a few moments of suffering in their day to day. And that's actually proven by science to help lift our own spirits. And it does heal. When we send healing to other people, it actually does heal ourselves and, and fosters connection in a very isolated time. And so it's rituals like that that are really powerful and also so powerful when we combine with plant medicines and with psychedelics. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. And I feel ultimately what you're also speaking of is that, you know, you're not alone. You're not alone mm -hmm. on this journey. There's so many other people that are in the same place feeling a similar thing. And the more that we're able to connect with our inner, our inner leadership and our ourselves in a deep way, in a meaningful way, we don't feel alone, even if we are in isolation, that we're able to connect with a higher power, a source, a, whatever people would like to, whatever resonates best for people that feels truest for them. Um, but there is something larger that's always with us uh, and that we are able to feel connected to our communities and the people that we love, even if we're not in their physical presence. So I love that message. Good. Well, I love I love this conversation so much, and I um, I do have one other big question for you that I want to uh, dig into because I think it's really important, um, especially uh, for leaders to just humanize leaders. You know, we are all in a in our state own stage of development, unfolding, and growth. <laughs> 
So uh, what are one of the, what's a big challenge that you're working with right now, either in your business or in your personal life that would really allow you to open up to that next level of service? Yeah, I think less is more. That's the big thing that I'm learning, you know, is that uh, staying in my own lane, there's so much that I'm passionate about and so much <laughs> that I want to do. So like refining, I feel like the more that I refine, the more effective that I am. I'm like harnessing my power as I refine, refine, refine. And the more that I spread myself out and say yes to all the things that I know in my gut, the intuitive sense is like, this is overextending yourself. Don't do it, you know? Um, so really getting so clear on my why, my purpose, my vision, and then just staying in my lane is such a big part of that so that it frees me up to have more balance, more playtime, more beach time, more journey time. And that that's, that's the filling up of my own cup, which is so necessary because if you're not getting enough sleep at night, then, you know, your leadership cognitive and your cognitive skills are going to just go right out the window. You know, it's, it's, we, mm -hmm. we know that now. So really prioritizing self-care and prioritizing slowing down, I think is going to be the new way forward because we're, we're forcing ourselves through to, to through that nexus point into a healthier way of being because people are burnt out and I'm seeing mm -hmm. burnout happen all over the place right now. And so that's getting really clear too. And, and, and it's understandable, you know, there's a lot of fear. People are worried. Where is my income going to come from? The pandemic has thrown a whole, you know, a whole um, sort of wrench in a lot of people's plans. And that's really the time. Like these are the time to cultivate these skill sets of flexibility, adaptability, resilience, so that we can pivot, so that we can hold our vision and be able to navigate in the ways that we, we need to adjust to be able to stay fulfilled. And just the reminder for everyone that, you know, this is going to come to pass so freaking fast, like mm -hmm. our lives, I'm talking about, not the pandemic, you know, we are going to be soil in the dirt so soon. So it's like, how do you want to spend the days of your life? You know, do you want to look back and say, wow, I, I really could have worked even more? Or are you going to look back and say, wow, I really enjoyed my life. I really lived it into my life and enjoyed it. And and finding that connection on a daily basis, I think is really important and humor, you know, bringing a lot of humor into our daily lives, because at a certain point, things are so crazy that you cannot mm -hmm. not laugh at it, you know, where you're like, wow, this is <laughs> it's like literally so ridiculous. We're all yeah. ridiculous humans. <laughs> so bringing more humor and more joy in, I think is just so essential right now. Mm -hmm. No, I love that so much. All right. Well, and the last question I have for you is, you know, what has been your bit, your biggest win recently? I always love to, to leave it on a high note. Oh, wonderful. Well, I am one week away tomorrow from wrapping up my three month program. And I would say like this was running a program with 32 people, which is a pretty big group for a mastermind program. I would say it was a, a really big win. I'm super happy with how it went. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just grateful for all the continued learning and I'm going to be uh, restructuring it a little bit and then relaunching it in January. So if anyone's interested in that, it's my signature program, it's Microdosing Mastermind, and we bring combine all of these pieces with what it means to cultivate a daily practice and um, weaving in different rituals, the science with spirit and ultimately helping people uh, cultivate their vision 
get clear on what's important, how to, how to, how to uh, in foster emotional resilience, mental resilience, physical resilience for these enormous times of change. And so, yeah, I'm incredibly proud of that program and uh, happy to have a, a pretty long wait list for January already. Amazing. No, that's great. And how can the listeners get in touch with you uh, to find out all about these great programs and how to work with you? What's your... Yeah. So I livefreelauraD.com is my home base. I'm currently in the process of doing a pretty big revamp where we're separating out psychedelicleadership.com. Um, and normally, you know, I, I, I'm on Instagram every day, except right now my account is under review because of this silly imposter, imposter account that is trying to pose as me. So hopefully within you're like, what a huge compliment that somebody's literally copying you out in the world that you're doing such fabulous things. (laughs) I was like, it's probably some like algorithm or something. I don't know. Some bot. Yeah. So random. Yeah. So random. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, amazing. Well, I just want to thank you so much uh, for being here today and for sharing all your wisdom. It was uh, so insightful. And I want to thank the listener. Thank you for listening all the way through to the end here. We really appreciate you spending this time with us. And I'd love to see you again next week. And as always, I'm also um, inviting you to join the Wednesday night uh, virtual breathwork circle that I host. It's at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's co-ed. And I would love for you to just come in and check it out. It's a great way to just connect with community, to come and breathe, and just get some relief from all of this pandemic flex that we've been talking about. So thanks again. And until next time, guys, live in gratitude and be light. All right. Bye for now. Aloha. Thank you. Thank you.